Can you protect a drug cartel with human sacrifice? How smelly does a cauldron of human remains get? Today, we're going to be talking about Adolfo Constanzo, the leader of the narco-Satanists cult. Find out the ingredients you need to defeat your enemies on today's episode of Well That's Horrible. Well, well, well that's horrible. Welcome back to this week's installment of Well That's Horrible. I am the artist formerly known as Reese, and this is... Just Travis. It is, just Travis. No artist formerly known. (laughs) Just (laughs) that pale, peachy guy. (laughs) We like to tell stories of horrible things that happened. But before we get into that, I think we have to start off by tackling the tough questions. Are you ready? Ready. You know, that's just like... uh... Your opinion, man. Unprofessional opinion. All right. What is your irrational phobia? I have an irrational phobia of those little ugly target dogs, like those little bull terriers with the wide faces. Yep. Yeah, and English those, something, I don't like know. Like doorstop-shaped heads? Yeah, I, those dogs freak me out. Why? I hate them. Did one bite you? Not really. Like, I got chased by one when I was a kid, but it's just the way that their face and shark dead eyes, which I know it's like pet pot calling the kettle black when I say somebody else has dead shark eyes. I lose part of my soul every time I look into your eyes. <laughs> That's just the ginger in me. <laughs> the, 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 I'm a you day walker. You have gingers in you. <laughs> oh, I mean, only three in one night. <laughs> That's my record. Let's break that. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I hate their little faces. Like, they, they freak me out. They just give me the heebie-jeebs, like, kind of like that, uh, that, uh, fuck, what is it called? When somebody, it's like the, something's not quite human, but it's like kind of human. Uncanny Valley? Yeah, un- okay. Uncanny Valley effect. I could not fucking think of that for the life of me. So you think those dogs look human? No, it's just like, they give me like that <laughs> Uncanny Valley fucking vibe. Like, Weird. So they just don't. It's like they're almost a dog to you. Yeah, it's like yeah, they just look weird. They're just weird. like off. And like they just like most dogs I walk by and I have no problem, but yeah. if I walk by one of those, I just seize up. <laughs> like so I know uh, how to terrify you now. Yeah, there's it's an instant butthole clench. <laughs> like see, my irrational phobia is compressed gases, which I know is super broad, but anytime there is gas compressed into a metal cylinder of any kind i'm i'm terrified of it you just live in constant fear after taco night like <laughs> no i fart just joke. fart all the time if you don't if you don't keep the gas in it's not a compressed gas i mean if you blow out your o-ring <laughs> then it's just always constantly slowly leaking out and more like <gasps> just all the time that is what my fart just a like. death wheeze <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of lost gerbils. Every time <laughs> I go out to the garage to fill up tires or whatever the case is, when I'm running that compressor, I'm convinced I'm going to die. <laughs> and for years, I told myself that it's it's irrational. They build these things well. There's nothing that can happen. And then one of Erica's cousins who works construction... Uh, 
had the valve on a tank explode off of the tank and it went through his face. Oh wow. He lived, but it was it was bad. So now the the phobia is back and I it's saw, not going anywhere. I saw this video of this dude in India filling up a tire. Okay. And it he filled it up as one of those big truck tires filled up too much and it mm-hmm. fucking just pops and just shreds him. Oh shit. Like a dude just dies instantly. <laughs> I also saw a video of a dude in India who uh took a air hose and was pulling a prank on his buddy and like went to like blow air up his buddy's butt and okay. literally blew out his buddy's intestine. Dude died <gasps> what? instantly from fucking air hose up the butt. Like <laughs> it was a prank, but now he's just like <laughs> Was the guy pantsless? No, he he like pantsed him. Oh, like, bloop, bloop. Okay. And then apparently he got right in there. Like it wasn't His aim just was like, impeccable. Yeah. It, <laughs> <laughs> he fucking that was a needle to him fucking right in the taint. Fucking <laughs> blew out his intestines from the inside. Fuck. That almost That's happened insane. to me. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, remember I fucking blew out my guts and I was just farting in my own stomach? Oh, that's right. <laughs> Not many died. people can say they were fight- <laughs> farting in their own stomach. Yeah, I was farting into my stomach. Yep. It was great. That's the, what the surgeon told me. <laughs> <laughs> Those are the medical terminology was farting in your own stomach. <laughs> so I'm I'm going to uh make a deep cut nerd reference here to one of my least favorite branches of my favorite movies, but Star Wars. <laughs> uh you remember Watto? No. The he was in the junkyard. He he was the one that owned Anakin. Oh, um, right, right, right. Yeah. Right at the beginning there. And uh when I was a kid, I was just as much of a nerd as I am now, and so I had a uh, Star Wars encyclopedia that had all sorts of facts in it. And Your son was just literally telling me about all the encyclopedias of different universes. Oh, yeah. My, my son for sure inherited my nerdness. <laughs> um, and so turns out that Watto uh, is mostly filled with gas, and that's how he's light enough that he can fly. So really, you're just like Watto. Just filling yeah. up your your <laughs> intestines and your stomach with gas. It's perfect. I still haven't been able to fly. <laughs> uh, I think we should probably give these people what they came for. Syphilis? You know what that is? No, not syphilis. Oh. A uh, heartfelt rendition of Danny Boy. Oh, oh Danny, Danny Boy, the pipes, the pipes are calling. calling. No. Uh, <laughs> I guess we'll tell a horrible story. <laughs> Sounds good. All aboard! Adolfo de Jesus Constanza was born in 1962 in Miami, Florida to Delia Aurora Gonzalez. He eventually had two additional siblings, all from different fathers. According to his stepfather's wishes, Constanzo was baptized into the Catholic Church and briefly served as an altar boy. There was actually a local meeting of Catholic priests, but the issue of altar boys didn't come up. They'll touch (laughs) on that later. Oh, God. (laughs) Give me a second. Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> his mother was arrested for non his mother was arrested non-stop for charges ranging from trespassing to shoplifting check fraud grand theft and a and child neglect 
Stand up broad. <laughs> she was great. Even with all these charges, however, she always managed to only get probation. She credited her religion for never having to go to prison. Let's give a little background on the religions practiced by Constanzo's mother. Delia was involved in a couple different religions called Palo Mayombe and Santeria. Both of these religions are practiced mostly by Hispanic and Cuban immigrants. Like numerous other religions from the last few hundred years, it integrates aspects of Christianity into more traditional deity worship from these countries. Santeria magic is most often used to try to resolve conflict. Did you just pop your neck on... <laughs> I didn't think it would make not... any sound. I just thought I was stretching my neck, but no, it, it absolutely popped. <laughs> I was like... Was that enough for the mic to pick up? <laughs> I heard it. <laughs> Sorry about that. I was just feeling a little stiff. Santeria magic is most often used to try to resolve conflict between people and also resolving conflict in their own heads. I feel like I could use some of this just to quiet down the voices with all the intrusive thoughts in my head. <laughs> Come on, Reese, just punch that guy in line in front of you at the grocery store. Let's see what happens. <laughs> Santeria is mostly a neutral magic religion. Neutral magic neutral religion. Neutral magic. But it does have a component of malevolent sorcery where deities and spells can be called on to take down your enemies. Paul, Sounds pretty dope, to it, be honest. It really like, does. <laughs> you're kind of selling me. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm kind of bored. It gets even better. Uh, Palo Mayombe centers around the spirit of the dead. Its purpose is almost exclusively to cause horrible misfortune for your enemies, smiting them with anything from insanity to divorce and even death. Rituals for Palo Mayombe involve cigars, machetes, chains, candles, rum, and pots of meat. I feel like the <laughs> churches of most religions are really missing out on getting people to join up. Right? Like, that entry pass basket mm -hmm. like that. Uh, Welcome back. <laughs> Not once have I been offered a cigar or a pot of meat at a church Dude, service. that sounds dope Not as once. fuck. Convenient. Like, that sounds so cool. <laughs> it's badass religion. That is the most badass religion. <laughs> it makes Christianity look like pussy shit. And they had the Crusades. So, like, that was pretty metal right there. They... They try to ignore that. Yeah, the Crusades, that was, that was someone else. That, 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 that totally. wasn't the Christians. Uh, it, communion would really be interesting. Instead of <laughs> body of Christ and blood of Christ, it would be the priest going, the cigar of Christ, the rum of Christ. <laughs> and then when people would go to confession, he would just tell them, ah, forget the Hail Marys. Do three lines of Coke and a bong rip and you'll be fine. <laughs> so at six months old... Constanza gets blessed by a Haitian priest of Palo Mayombe and declared that Costanzo was, quote, a chosen one, unquote, and, quote, destined for great power, unquote. He and his mother moved to Puerto Rico when he was 10. When your kid is given the option to either get diddled by a Catholic priest or be <laughs> a chosen one, you're probably going to see what the second religion has to offer. In his teens, Constanza gets apprenticed to a local sorcerer who practiced Palo Mayombe. This is where he gets even more comfortable with human sacrifice. Dahlia gets married again. Constanza's new stepfather was involved both in Palo Mayombe and drug dealing, which lays the groundwork for his 
future career choices. Yeah. Anyway. Drug running and being a priest, you know, <laughs> hand in hand. <laughs> Classic combination of occupations. It's better than other hobbies that priests have. <laughs> uh, over the next few years, Constanza and his mother were arrested numerous times for theft, vandalism, and shoplifting. I've got to say, not once did my mom uh, vandalize anything with me, and we never even got arrested together. Sucked. Missed out on a bonding moment. I really did. At about that time, Dahlia recalls that Constanzo supposedly started to display psychic and fortune-telling abilities. He's even reported to have accurately predicted the attempt on Ronald Reagan's life. In 1983, Constanzo pledges himself to, and I'm going to try this word, Kadiempembe. 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 Who... I come from Kadiempembe. <laughs> who in Palo Mayombe is the equivalent of the devil. He moves to Mexico City, where he meets the men who will become his first followers. Their names were Martin Quintana, Jorge Montes, and Omar Aria. Martin was described as, quote, a homosexual psychic. Unquote. <laughs> or as he probably liked to be called, a psychic. <laughs> I guess, I guess he, only, he can only tell gay futures. Like, so, so that was the next thing I was wondering is that if, if he only provided services for gay people, then that would probably be an applicable label. Right, yeah. He's the I gay mean, psychic. He just has gay visions. He right. himself was not gay, but mm-hmm. he had gay visions. So <laughs> he was just a homosexual like psychic. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like any good cult leader, he immediately starts fucking his followers. Oh, immediately. <laughs> he strikes up a sexual relationship with Quintana and Ochoa. He said that one would be his man and the other his woman, depending on his mood. So top or bottom? Yeah, he didn't he didn't uh, assign specific ones. It was just what the day felt like. Yeah, it was power top and power bottom. That just you sounds know, like he hadn't yet grappled with his own sexuality that he's like all right i'm gonna sleep with this dude but i'm gonna call him a woman so <laughs> it's not gay i think it's just who's fucking and who's getting fucked That's <laughs> probably what it is. more it's, than yeah. likely uh together they open up a business where they do fortune telling as well as offering to cast very expensive spells for people as you do <laughs> as you do These usually involved killing an animal of some kind, whether it be chickens, goats, snakes, zebras, or even lion cubs. Fucking zebras? Zebras. A very large percentage of their clientele were drug dealers and hitmen that wanted spells to either protect themselves or take down their competition. Constanzo even managed to provide spells for numerous high-level corrupt cops. They introduced him to some major players in the drug cartel world. At this point, Constanzo starts to build up ingredients for his cauldron. For a lot of the spells they were selling, they needed to fill up their cauldron with human remains. Initially, they get these ingredients from local graveyards. However, they eventually come to the conclusion that old human remains just didn't have enough power. Hmm. Dude, if I had a dime for every time one of my spells failed because of stale human parts, I'd have a nickel. Seriously, I... I can't stress enough how important it is to store your body parts in a quality Tupperware container. <laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> this episode has been sponsored by Tupperware. <laughs> Find yourself a quality Tupperware lady and stock up. You'll want to use mostly larger containers for the big chunks, but also keep smaller ones for things like eyeballs and the like. 
Mm. Just burp the Tupperware, and those (laughs) body chunks will stay fresh for weeks. To make sure that their spells had enough chutzpah, they decide that the only logical conclusion is to start a murdering. To start a killing. Constanzo becomes convinced that his magic is working to protect a local drug cartel, the Calzadas. Not to be confused with the Calzones. So, naturally, he demands that they make him a partner in their totally legal endeavors. They turned him down because it's really hard to take a wizard seriously. (laughs) Soon after they rejected him, however, seven members of their family turn up dead. They were found with missing fingers, toes, ears, brains, and even a spine. A spine. He must have teamed up with Predator. (laughs) Came over, man. Came over. (laughs) He moved on to another crime family, the Hernandez brothers. He also connected with a young woman named Sarah Aldrete, who eventually became the high priestess of his cult. She became his second-in-command and would supervise Constanzo's followers when he was away shipping weed across the border into the U.S. In 1988, Constanzo moves with his followers to Rancho Santa Elena, a house in the desert. This is where he carries out most of his sadistic ritual murders. He determines that in order to get powerful enough magic, he has to get fresh human chunks. He would get these chunks by killing either local drug addicts or dealers that he was in competition with. These would then be added to his cauldron for his magic. He would even kill and use ex-lovers or cult members who'd been disobedient. (laughs) Constanzo tells his followers that they must start calling him El Padrino, or the Godfather. You come to me with a request for a human femur on this... The day of my buy one, get one free cocaine sale. (laughs) Unfortunately for his victims, mutilation plays a huge role in Palo Mayambe. Constanzo even goes so far as to say, quote, they must die screaming, unquote. That's fucking horrifying. That's what I always think (laughs) of people that are going under the speed limit in the passing lane. They must die screaming. They must die screaming. All of his victims were men. He would rape them and then chop up their body parts for spells. Was the rape necessary or is that just no, for a little flavor? No, a lot of research I was doing said that uh, he didn't even claim that it was for religious purposes. It was just, <laughs> you know, mixing business and pleasure. He managed Two to... Two birds, one <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> That's a video I don't want to watch. He managed to stay... Or a ahead. magic trick you really do. Oh, no. <laughs> That's a different kind of act. (laughs) He managed to stay ahead of law enforcement. This was mostly because he had a ton of local drug dealers on the payroll, as well as four high-ranking police officials. One of the cops was even at the head of a task force to prevent drug trafficking. (laughs) Say what you will about Constanzo, but he knew how to network. (laughs) The local papers dubbed the cult the Narco-Satanists, and the name sticks. Narco-Satanist is pretty dope. Yeah. Band name called it. That's got to scare people. But despite or maybe because of this moniker, business is booming. (laughs) According to business ledgers, one drug dealer in Mexico City paid him $40,000 for magical services over the course of three years. He even made enough to pay cash for a $60,000 condo in Mexico City. He also bought a fleet of luxury vehicles, including an $80,000 Mercedes. Ooh. 
His followers were from all sorts of backgrounds. Among his followers, he counted a physician, a real estate speculator, fashion models, and several transvestite nightclub performers. That was a very detailed description that I came across. They weren't just nightclub performers, and they weren't just transvestites. They were transvestite nightclub performers. I feel like the transvestite nightclub performers were probably there mostly just for his entertainment. Right. Yeah, absolutely. In 1989, Constanzo decides that they need a good brain for a truly amazing magic trick. This up of the ante is what eventually leads to his demise and the crumbling of his cult. Mark Kilroy was a pre-med student visiting Mexico on break. He was standing outside a bar one night when a handful of Constanzo's goons kidnapped him. They bring him back to the ranch and remove his brain. This kills him. <laughs> you don't say. <laughs> Shocked! Shocked, word, I say. Word got out that the narco-Satanists had committed the murder. Texan politicians put pressure on Mexican law enforcement to figure out why there's a dude in the desert murdering people for spells. Initially, police pick up just four of Constanzo's followers. However, when they searched the ranch, they found his cauldron, which was filled with things like a dead cat and a human brain. I'm sure it was completely unrelated to (laughs) Kilroy's missing brain. They also find 15 mutilated corpses buried in the ground. Constanzo heads for the hills and lands in Mexico City with four of his followers. The police are alerted to his location, but only because there was another dispute going on that had been reported to them. Constanzo assumes that the police are there to take him in, and I think he'd seen Scarface one too many times, (laughs) because he busts out of the door firing off a machine gun. The police bring reinforcements. Constanzo figures that there's no way out, and he hands his gun to one of his followers and asks them to shoot him. By the time the cops get inside, he and one of his followers were dead on the floor. A total of 14 cult members were charged with all sorts of crimes, from murder and, uh, I wrote drug running. <laughs> drug running. I'm assuming that's drug, but, uh... We're gonna go with drug running. It's a running. druggy truck. It's a drug running. <laughs> running to obstructing the course of justice. So, today's story got kicked off by a young boy being told he was special and was a chosen one. Have you ever killed someone for ritual sacrifice? (laughs) No. The actual question is, have you ever tried to see if you had magical powers? I, one time, I was taking a shower. Okay. And I was, didn't have a towel. Right. So I was like, oh, I need a towel. So I like, tried really hard to yell Uh in my mind, and my wife came in. So... It was really weird, but Wait. I don't know if that counts. Wait, hang on. <laughs> Didn't you say it. this happened when you were a child? No, this this happened when I was like 23. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I knew you guys got together young, but there I was a five-year-old with my wife. And... <laughs> no, no, I, I was, it's, yeah, I was embarrassingly old, but it still kind of shook me. Like, uh-huh. I was like, am I special? <laughs> like, am I magic? See, I, I tried all the way through childhood and... Fuck it, let's be honest. Uh, I still try <laughs> to see if I have the force. You know, every few weeks you just stick your hand out and try to move an object. It hasn't worked yet, but eventually, if it does happen, I will know. I will know for sure that I have magic powers. Didn't work. <laughs> I wasn't able. Nope. Nope. <laughs> I uh, did, uh, I think, 
shit myself a little, but <laughs> that's <laughs> good. That's fine. Uh, I think we need to take a break from Angry Magic and hear a good story. Are you ready? I'm ready. Good news, everyone! Well, that's not so horrible. Titan, one of the biggest moons of Saturn, I think it might yep. be the biggest moon, Okay. Uh, NASA is starting a mission where they're going to take a uh, copter, like a drone mm-hmm. copter, uh, and fly it to fucking the Titan of the moon of Saturn. Right. And they're going to fly it around, and it will be have some self-automation, so it's going to mm-hmm. be some partially self-flying, but they're trying to see uh, Titan is the top candidate for alien life, uh, and it has verified water. Uh, it's all frozen. Like, uh, it has, instead of water... That like flowing yeah. in the rivers that you see, uh-huh. it's fucking liquid methane, which is... Is there atmosphere? There's on... atmosphere, yeah. Really? Yeah, there's atmosphere, and instead of like rock and sedimentation, like it has fucking just frozen water. How much bigger than our moon is Titan? Oh, I mean, it's like, I don't know, huge. It's, it's almost the size of the Earth. It's really, it's very similar to Earth in its infant stage right now. So it has Interesting. it has everything it needs to have alien life. They just haven't found it yet. But in 2027, they're going to fly, send it off. It's $150 just to launch it into space. And then the whole mission... $150? $150 million. I feel like million if you dollars, and I could... $150 million. Okay. Uh, <laughs> $150 million. No. And then it's a... Another eight hundred and fifty million to, to fucking get it there and back wow. again. But yeah, one billion dollar project. But yeah, twenty twenty seven will be coming back in twenty thirty eight. Like they're gonna just land Wait, it. That's a long yeah, it's... and they're gonna land it on some dunes, and they're gonna break up some and shatter ice and bring back samples. Oh. So, isn't that liquid methane though? Didn't you say, or is there actual water? Uh, there's actual water. There, it's okay. The all so what normally would like the liquid that you see mm-hmm. is liquid methane, but ev- all the ice is frozen solid. Okay. So and, and that's what they have instead of rock. So it's like this crazy world that right. we're gonna fly to. But yeah, they're gonna fly it down on some dunes, break it up. That's fantastic. Yeah, that's fucking. We'll be able to see aliens. We will be here when aliens land. I mean, 2027, (laughs) it's not going to be back 2038. I mean, how's your blood pressure? (laughs) (laughs) No, I'll be dead by then. (laughs) Well, folks, that wraps up this week's episode of Well, That's Horrible. Please follow, like, rate, and subscribe on whatever listening platform you use. Thank you to everyone that has been listening and reviewing this podcast so far. Any and all of that helps us to climb up the rankings so we can get heard and keep telling you horrible stories. Remember to only use human body parts of already dead people for your rituals, and always remember to make the world a little less horrible. Well, 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 that's horrible. As much as Danny Boy as I know. (laughs) That's all I know, too. No, I don't. From glen to glen, (laughs) you fucking would know. Mountainside.